When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. We're not in the Zen Sports Studios right now, but we're still presented by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. Zensports.com is where you get in on the action. And True Map Fitness in the Gulch, the best workout in Middle Tennessee for the best version of you. TrueMapFitness.com for more details. All right. So, a lot of ground covered today with Rand Carthon and Brian Callahan. We're going to do uh, a brief synopsis specific to the draft strategy. So, you know the stakes, right? You know you're picking seventh overall for the time being. And in, in talking to both gentlemen today, uh, it does not seem likely that you are going to move up or back out of seven. Now, a situation could always present itself, but I do think that they're pretty entrenched on the idea of being able to get a premium player without having to sacrifice, you know, more draft capital to move up. There's not really a position that would require them to move up, given that the draft depth really stacks up well with their needs. We've talked about wide receiver. We've talked about offensive linemen, and this is a good draft to be able to address both of those borderline perilous, if not curse, talking about the wide receiver situations uh, for the Tennessee Titans. And so in looking at all of that, Assuming that they stay at seven, which I think is a safe assumption for the time being, and if not, those conversations will certainly be had in bars and restaurants around Indianapolis this week, the Titans and their situation almost see, and we've talked about this over and over again, so many of you are in the position of don't overthink it, don't uh, keep it simple, stupid, get the tackle, keep the quarterback upright. Do the, do the thing that makes the most sense in your minds. And I completely sympathize with that. I'm largely inclined to go along with that on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch is where you can interact with your Two Rivers Four take, which is what we're getting ready to address right now. Um, for the Titans, what was the most revelatory thing that you learned from their uh, media availabilities today? Because this, this was a pretty big thing, I think, that people are going to be talking about for the next couple of days, uh, if not weeks, and uh, before free agency, and then months ahead of the end of April in the NFL draft. For me, oh, of course, your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford makes my combine coverage possible. They gave me an awesome 2024 Ford Explorer to whip up here in, and we're grateful for that. Two Rivers Ford, the best quality American-made Ford vehicles, the best award-winning customer service. It's just simply the best at tworiversford.com. Um, so what was the most revelatory thing that you took from their availabilities today. For me, it was this part of the discussion that I had with Brian Callahan on the radio show about the discussion of tackle versus wide receiver at seven, given that they just went through a similar situation a couple of years ago in Cincinnati with Panay Sewell from Oregon and Jamar Chase, who the Bengals ultimately ended up selecting. 
a couple years ago in Cincinnati, you guys had offensive line needs. You guys had wide receiver needs, similar to the situation with the Titans, and ultimately Jamar Chase was the pick. Turned out pretty good player. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good player. Pretty but good player. Benay Sewell sitting there as well. What was kind of the, the dialogue for you guys as a staff? Because, you know, I imagine there's going to be similar discourse around yeah. the offensive line prospects and wide receivers in this draft. You know, one, one of the things I've always said when, when asked about this debate is um, – I, I had landed at some point in my career, usually in, in Denver is usually what I liken back to when we had uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, Wes Welker, Julius Thomas, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Obviously, we had a great quarterback that was at, at the end of his career. Um, but those guys in one-on-one situations could win uh, when you needed them to win. In a, in a tight moment at the end of a game, all those things. And so I've always that's always resonated with me. And when we had a chance to pick a player like Jamar, um, I always just thought back to what that offense looked like, and that was sort of the vision of what we were trying to look like in Cincinnati with a elite quarterback, elite processor, um, to find guys that could go in and separate. And the debate was always, well, you got to protect the quarterback, obviously, or you can't throw the ball. And we didn't necessarily believe that. We felt like if you got great players on the perimeter, the, they can go win versus press coverage. And all the teams that are trying to condense everything and rush the passer, uh, if you can win quick, you can throw quick. Um, so that was our philosophy in that moment. Obviously, Jamar Chase coming out, premier player. Uh, there was no doubt that he was going to be an all-pro player. There was no doubt that Panay Sewell was going to be an all-pro style tackle. There was no question on either one of those players, right. um, their talent level and how they would fit in the NFL. I think that's unique. I don't know that you're ever going to get in a spot where sure. both, both of those guys. Different year. Are, are that caliber of player where there's going to be one that's going to be better than the other, and, and that sort of makes a decision for you at the end of the day. But um, I've always felt like today's offenses, I think you still have to protect the quarterback, um, but but to score points, you got to have guys that can score points. And um, I've always felt that. I've always believed that. That doesn't mean that that's we're just going to automatically take a receiver. Uh, hey, you're giving people chest tightness, yeah, Brian. No, it doesn't, it, I don't mean to say that. I'm just – Philosophically, I've always felt like the, the better, more more talented receivers you have, the better chance you have to score points. Um, but so he goes on at some length, and you can f- see the full interview uh, via the Zones YouTube channel, or check out the podcast, the radio show, the very self-involved titled Buck Rising Show, wherever it is that you get your podcast. It is Esports Prime Time is presented by Zen Sports. Download that app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and unlock all kinds of great odds, boosts, and promo bets uh, for you to get in on the action. They also have same game parlays for you to uh, get involved with, whether it's college basketball, the NBA, or the NHL. Zen Sports is your place to wager on all your favorite major sports. Gambling problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions do apply. No danger wager limited to plus 500 odds to qualify. Boosted odds are derived from equivalent parlay bets offered in Tennessee. Must be 21 and up and in Tennessee to bet. Now, we're not in Tennessee. We're in Indiana, but that's okay. You can bet if you're in Tennessee at Zen Sports. So uh, that that time in Denver really informed, and I asked him a follow-up about how much that time in Denver really informed how far he's come in his coaching career, how he kind of approaches it, because there's coaching connections all over the place on the new Titan staff from Denver. He hearkens back to Denver a lot, uh, and he'll explain why when you listen to that full interview about what the importance of it, losing a Super Bowl, then going on to win a Super Bowl, and getting basically as full and well-rounded experience as humanly possible as one person could hope to have in the NFL to be able to compete for the Super Bowl twice, to lose and then win 
um, you know, super, super gratifying. And that's reflected in basically everything that Brian Callahan does. Now, uh, on a couple of different notes, there's still so many different needs to address, right? We're talking wide receivers, offensive linemen. We know they need edge. I don't know who the hell is playing for you at inside linebacker if Aziz Alshair doesn't come back and he's an unrestricted free agent. So we'll see how that plays out. You've got picks uh, to to spend. You've got seven. You've got $76 million in cap space to manipulate. You've got a cap, uh, a cap ceiling that has gone up $30 million, which does not make your life easier. In fact, it makes your life harder because it just means it's bringing more bidders into the market with more money at everybody's disposal. It is a fascinating situation. It, you know, it's really a ground up reboot uh, for this. You tried to rebuild or maybe messed around and thought you could avoid the rebuild last year. This is basically an admission. No, we've, we've bottomed out or as much as we're willing to bottom out. Now it's about how you build this thing back up in the best way humanly possible around quarterback. Will Levis. Now, speaking of that, what player are you most confident in on the Titans 2024 roster right now? So pre-free agency, pre-draft, pre-UDFAs, pre-rookie tryouts, all of it. What player are you most confident in being a meaningful contributor to this football team? Now, the obvious answer would be somebody like Jeff Simmons. Um, I'd certainly be willing to hear Amani Hooker. Beyond that Stonehouse, we'll see how he returns to full health. There's really not that many options that you might choose from, and I'm not going to choose any of those, but that's fine if you do. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, you guys let me know which player you're most confident in heading into next season, and I will tell you mine right after I remind you that TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch is where you go for the best workout in Middle Tennessee. No workout ever recycled or repeated at TrueMav Fitness. That's why your first workout is free for you to experience all their great Options at TrueMathFitness.com. Uh, whether it's group classes, personal training, or a membership to allow you to work out when you please in their open gym, TrueMath Fitness has you covered. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for that first workout free and for more information. Players that we're most confident in heading into 2024. You know, there's really not a lot of options to choose from. There's probably only six players at a starting caliber level that I trust on this roster that are returning, right? Because Derrick Henry, out of the picture for the foreseeable future. NWI, out of the picture for the foreseeable future. Tannehill, out of the picture. Autry, uh, for the time being. So without those guys that you can count on, who's left? Well, Jeff Simmons certainly comes to mind. Harold Landry, uh, I think, belongs in that discussion. I mentioned Imani Hooker earlier. Offensively, Levis has not earned that just yet, and I don't know that there's a reliable player on offense beyond the one, well, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is, is somebody who you can have a great deal of confidence in, so let me not denigrate what he just did, which is almost as impressive what Derrick Henry just did, given that they had no help around them, really, and both of them were still able to eclipse 1,000 yards receiving and rushing, respectively. But the player that I'm buying as much stock as humanly possible in, it may be too late. The stock price may already be too high. You guys may have already bought up on Tajay Spears too, but he's somebody who I'm really, really excited to see what the future holds for. And uh, it sounds like based on Rand Carthon's feeling on him, given that that was the position that he played, he feels similarly about Tajay Spears. I mean, first of all, like Tajay is a dude that we that I just described. Like he's very passionate about football. He loves the game. He's a hard worker. Um, and I think you guys that have gotten to know him know that's how he's wired and you love that about him. Tajay's one of those guys that's always in the building. You know, I know there were a lot of concerns about his knee coming out, and that was the big question 
this time of year and after we drafted him, but we're talking about a guy that never missed a practice, never missed a game. Um, and he's, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, he's made of the right shit. You know, and, and those are the type of guys that we want to have. So he's made of the right shit, says Rand Carthon. And that's great. They bleeped it. I'm not going to. Um, but Tajay Spears absolutely is made of the right shit. And you can tell as soon as he hits the field. He's an electric playmaker. Um, he was mentioned with one of their best playmakers right out of the gate. Mike Vrabel was very quick to acknowledge how important Tajay Spears was going to be for them. Uh, so he had 100 total carries last year for 453 yards, two touchdowns. Now those stats don't jump off the page, but you all who watched him last year obviously understand how much more valuable he is. Uh, he had one fumble, uh, then uh, did recover uh, his own fumble uh, at that point. Um, and looking at his receiving stats, obviously he made a contribution there as well. 52 receptions for 385 yards. Did have a, did he have a receiving touchdown? Why is that not showing up? Um, yes, two rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown total. Uh, for the 18 points that he contributed um, on the season. But Tajay Spears is much more than that. I think in an expanded sample size, you're going to see that. Not to say that he's going to be Derrick Henry and shouldering all of the burden of the Titans rushing attack, but I think that Joe him in a Joe Mixon, a, more, a better version of Joe Mixon uh, that they can potentially find, I think is going to go a long, long way. And you can tell that your general manager feels very similarly. Let's wrap up with a Gone Viral video uh, for you guys. It's going to be more NFL-related rather than Gone Viral, but the thing that's going the most viral this week is the NFL. Uh, and we will get to that here in just a second, right after I remind you that the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage makes the primetime program possible. Uh, the dream address without the stress, the Intel Edge you need to succeed is what Gary Ashton offers you. Go to GaryAshton.com for the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. All right, so... Uh, the thing that is going to be the most viral discussion probably coming out of the combine this week, unless such time as, you know, something happens with Justin Jefferson or T Higgins doesn't seem likely right now. The running back discussion is going to be a fascinating one, not just because Derrick Henry, in fact, Derrick's probably going to have a smaller market than most of the names on this list, but Saquon Barkley, given that there is a significant interest, it sounds like with the Texans and Saquon Barkley, how the giants approach him, whether they tag him how they handle his contract situation after just going through this last offseason with Saquon is probably going to be one of the biggest talking points this week. This is actually a really interesting running back market, right? Because you have Josh Jacobs, you have Austin Eckler, you have Derrick Henry. And so does that mean that the running backs are back and they're all going to get paid? Or does it mean the opposite where you say, well, I could just take one of these six guys or I could take someone in the middle part of the second round of the like? I don't know where the money is going to be for Saquon. So, like, is it possible the Giants will have the best offer? Like, yeah, I think it's possible. The other thing that's interesting here is the tag went up, or the up tag, the cap went up. Mm -hmm. The cap went up, I think, more than a lot of people. I mean, we thought it was going to go up in December, but, yeah. But anyway, um, we, th we thought it was going to – anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the cap Inside went up a joke. lot more than people thought, so – Doing something like tagging a running back, which would be ridiculous, maybe isn't so ridiculous now. And I kind of wonder if this is why the Giants have kept it open, because it's like, well, if we're going to pay him, you know, $11 million on a long, maybe we just tag him and see what happens. And it's not that crazy to say, we're going to just keep this really good well, play. Can you imagine if they tagged Saquon Barkley again? That would be a disaster. He would be miserable. I think it would send a terrible message to their locker room. For the economic reasons that Rapshi just laid out, it does make financial sense, but still, 
I just don't know. That would that would be such a morale killer to place the to slap the tag on Saquon after everything that the running backs have just stood on. Saquon did take a deal ultimately, and and I don't want to say walk back his initial strong stance, but did come off of his initially stronger stance in route to make that deal, uh, a one-year contract with the Giants. But man, oh man, I think that would be, I think it would have disastrous implications. Sounds a bit strong, but it would have legitimate, it would have real lasting ripple effects with those players who are currently on the roster if you were to treat Saquon Barkley that way. The tag is the most management-friendly tool that any NFL organization has at its disposal. It's why teams, it's why players hate it. It's why teams don't want it to go anywhere. And it really bangs a guy like Saquon Barkley in a big spot where he's just looking to cash in and make that kind of generational money. Except running backs don't really make generational money anymore. So it's unfortunate for Saquon. It's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys hanging out here with us on the primetime program. Radio show is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. We've got all kinds of great guests in the works for you. Come hang out with us from 10 to 1 Central Time on 104.5 The Zone. We're here through Thursday for the radio show. Uh, A lot of stuff going on. Prospect availability starts tomorrow after we talked to all the coaches and GMs the last two days. Uh, Some really, really good comments from uh, GM Duke Tobin of the Bengals on what they're losing in Brian Callahan. I invite you to go check out uh, that post. I put it on Twitter and on Instagram uh, for you guys to see. Either way, have a great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. (laughs) 